Monday night live. Whoop. Coming to you live from Council Bluffs, and yeah. Josh will be uh, tuning in from the satellite uh, studio yes. Appar- soon. Apparently, he is somewhere between the two studios that he frequently yes. frequents. Yes. Yes. Um, his flight got delayed. Yes. yes. <laughs> flight from his New York. His van hasn't yes. hasn't taken off yet. Yep. But uh, that doesn't that doesn't slow down this train. Um, choo choo. Monday Night Live and uh, I don't know. I guess speaking of unstoppable forces, how about Iowa sporting teams and choking in the Ugh. month of March? Ugh. I I've been referring to this all day as the pain cast because we're just going to talk about how bad, how how much Iowa hurts us every day. Mm. All sports, all of them. Yes, <laughs> but not if you like track. I was gonna say, except for the track team. Yeah, um, and occasionally the field hockey team. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the women's basketball team was was built different. I know. I thought I thought you were different. Yeah, and just like a woman, that keeps returning to men mm. who aren't different. Mm. We were let down. By yet another Iowa team. However, if we wanted to buy stock in Iowa State, we'd probably be a little happier right now because they just upset Wisconsin. Not much of an upset, in my opinion. No, but but Brad sure Davidson was. was upset. He was an upset And we person. were not upset to see him upset. No, not at all. Um, I almost never root for Iowa State. Nope to win anything ever obviously yeah obviously yeah um but i was cheering for them pretty hard to beat wisconsin Mm -hmm. because um the whatever floor iowa state exists in Mm -hmm. in my mind the wisconsin basketball team just burrows a little bit (laughs) deeper into the the hatred yeah Um, badgers live in holes right yeah arguably probably lower than a cyclone or a bird representing a most most likely within a cyclone yep yes a badger within a hole a a badger within a hole yes below Uh, a tornado with a bird in it yes yes so very clear how that works out yep um but i guess that's the biggest win for iowa okay so big wins in iowa sports this week Mm mm-hmm Iowa State beating Wisconsin, that's not really mm-hmm. a big Iowa sports win. That's yeah. more just a, a me being a little happier win. Big win. Yeah. St. Peter's over Kentucky. That's true. To steal all of the – well, not all, not all. No. To steal a lot of the ire of the national yes. – like of the national media and just general like fan – you know, mm-hmm. all the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, losing that same night. Yeah. Because up to that point, Iowa had been by far the biggest, like, upset. upset, yes. And, like, a ton of people have been picking Iowa to go to the Final Four or at least mm-hmm. pretty far in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then for them to come out and lose to a extremely mediocre uh, Richmond team yeah. um, in the way that they did, very embarrassing. And that was definitely going to be, I feel like, one of the most – maybe the most f- – focused on even though like UConn lost to a 12 seed the yeah, same day yeah. that was not the same level of upset no. as Iowa losing to Richmond because I think people thought UConn might win a game or two 
but people that like legitimately thought Iowa might be like final four national championship bound. Mm-hmm. And then they lose to Richmond mm-hmm. and all is lost. Mm-hmm. And then the St. Peter's Peacocks strut up strut up. That was a hashtag from their, their official Twitter. Account. Yes. Knock off the Kentucky wildcats yes. and their insufferable fan base. Yes. And all of a sudden, it don't hurt. So People bad. aren't dunking on Iowa as much anymore. Like it's more like now. It's more like, dude, remember when Kentucky lost? Oh yeah, also Iowa lost earlier. But like, mm. remember when Kentucky lost to St. Yes. Peter's? Oh, embarrassing. Uh, a, a, a school that no one has even heard of. I, and if most I, people had no idea where it was. I legitimately did not know where it was. Um, Jersey City, New Jersey, which is just so Classic. appropriate. I would I be embarrassed like. to get beat by some a team from Jersey City, yep. New Jersey. But uh, the uh, Kentucky found a way to get a big win for the yeah. Hawks yeah. by losing to St. Peter's that same night. And so that was that was big. That was big. Yeah. I just want to say rest in power any team that Dick Vitale likes because yeah. Dickie V, noted legendary basketball guy, yes, um, had, guess who, Iowa and Kentucky playing each other in his national championship in his bracket. Yeah. And that had to hurt me. I don't think it was very <laughs> n- nice of the tournament mm-hmm. to – have that result have those results happen mm-hmm. um especially like dickie v coming off of recent throat cancer mm-hmm. surgery and, yeah. and treatment i think that they should go back and rescind those results uh-huh. and just play it forward and, and you know i think i think like it's the it, you know people are talking about like this is coach k's last term but this is this is dick vitale's first tournament back from yeah cancer. you're right and i think that that's that should take precedence precedent over literally anything else including the magic of march or anything else so i am i i will just say right now other podcasts don't have the guts to do this but i am calling on the ncaa to overturn the results Mm -hmm. from the iowa and the kentucky games just for the sake of you know Honoring, honoring Dick, Dick Vitale, Vitale. Yeah. a true legend of the sport, yes. maybe the biggest legend the sport has ever seen. Yes. Um, and I think we should have an auto birth the Iowa Hawkeyes straight into the national championship mm-hmm. um, against Kentucky. I just think with all that's going on, one thing we can all get behind yeah. is Iowa being in the national championship for something, even though they absolutely don't deserve it. Yes. Um, Technically, we were in one national championship this weekend we were competing for a national championship yes. this weekend we, we were in yes. one yes sort of yeah yes i mean yeah. like d- technically we were yes we didn't win one no but we were in one and we didn't we get were. second either but no. we finished third which is not as bad as it looked like it might be at one point yeah yeah um but obviously we are talking right now yeah. about the wrestling team we got second in one yeah we got what do you mean we got second place in what? In, in one national championship oh because dick vital because dick vital picked iowa to lose to kentucky in the national no, championship about one yeah no i know i was okay. i was kidding but yeah um arguably not the one we should have had but Anyway. I don't, I, the wrestling team pooped down dis- their leg. Disappointing week. It was terrible. Yep. 
Choke City. Yep. All so around. Only one, only one out of the ten was a finalist. Oof. Um, and he lost. Oof. To a Penn State guy. Yeah. And Penn State went five and zero oh in the championship round. Yeah. So they won five championships at. So like they won half of the weight classes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Iowa is just relegated to being the i don't know notre dame of wrestling i guess whereas uh, like penn state's like the alabama but like more dominant than alabama yeah uh plus plus side uh plus for the sport okay this year's national championship like tournament and wrestling was much more interesting than last year's M- much more I entertaining would, i would yeah it was more entertaining although the, more, the the far and away the worst finals was the one that the iowa guy was in yes because he wrestled like all the other iowa guys which means right. you don't do anything for three periods and then you go to overtime sudden victory and then you get taken down and lose so right that's not what happened in that one is it's not it was a but, little different he um he took a horrendous shot to try to take the Penn State guy down with about 20 seconds left. And then the guy easily just like ran around him and took yeah. him down. Essentially the same concept. Yeah. Know? Yeah. He just got you it over with quick. He just got it over with quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. instead of going to overtime, hey, you know, all these fans are here watching, yeah. you know, yeah. might as well just like, get to the get to the good part 20 seconds earlier yeah, and i'll just exactly. like lose I'll right just now lose right now yeah so at least he made it shout <laughs> yes, out to Jay Warren yeah. for at least made it making it i would say he doesn't deserve too much ire no because he actually performed pretty well as opposed to literally about every single other wrestler on the, the yeah. team yes but uh a lot of injuries i think mm-hmm. for for the their team yeah this year oh uh, let's see we can go down the list i'll start with my pride um, yep yep that severely out, very out for one year um yep season ending injury to my pride Heart. yeah yeah uh and then I, pretty much everyone else yeah yep so trying to think of guys that weren't hurt because the list would be easier to go through but bull he's allegedly not hurt yeah allegedly not hurt. but uh he was also wrestling in the national tournament which is as big of an injury uh, <laughs> for him as yeah. as as anything could be for anyone yeah. else anyway so. wrestling wasn't fun either wrestling wasn't this, fun and this was the... like fresh off the first round of wrestling was fine we pretty much did what we needed to do and then the Iowa men's basketball game was on and we were like oh wow this hurt deeply yep. and was not fun to watch we don't even need but... to talk about it but we have our good sports left wrestling and women's basketball and then jokes on us we all suck the wrestling team just yeah really hashtag pain cast yep pain cast the wrestling team suboptimal and then like obviously we've talked about the men's team losing we haven't gone into extreme detail on it we probably can in a little bit but um the trifecta um yesterday the iowa women's basketball team yeah um they won their first one won their first game against a very overmatched opponent and that was fun to watch yeah it was was great and then they 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 got to play the 10 seated creighton blue jays uh my current uh school 
um, yeah um, lifelong where our fandom lies obviously yeah I'm a, I'm a big not just starting yesterday right when we could tell that the wind wasn't gonna get pulled out by Iowa yeah uh, we've always been lifelong Jayhawk fan Great. Blue Jay, go, Blue go, Jay. Go Jays. I would say Jayhawk because yep. we we always make jokes about being lifelong Jayhawk fan. Yep. But yeah. the um Creighton Blue Jays played the 10 seed, so they upset the seven seed in the first round, and then they, they played at Carver Hawk Irene because the first two rounds of the women's tournament are played at the highest seeds home arena. So Iowa's women had a sold out home crowd um against the lower seed of the teams that they could play against and then they proceeded to like miss like a hundred layups it's so much worse hearing you say it (laughs) and and then got beat on a three-pointer with like 15 seconds left by a girl who transferred from iowa (gasps) in the past year to creighton who had like 20 points and like completely iced the game down the stretch Oof. Win, win for Iowa. Say something nice about Iowa podcast. The environment in Carver was electric. Is the Even, far and away the most electric yes. loss I've ever watched the girls have. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but probably would have been a little more electric had we not lost. Um, yep. And also not had the girl that was on our team last year. Yeah cook us down the stretch yeah <laughs> josh we welcome you onto the podcast welcome welcome on josh yeah having a lot of fun on this pod this is a this is a uh healing space yes, yeah we're just kind we're of here to listen we're venting yeah listening just getting all the feelings out tell us josh tell about us about your pain tell us about what has uh, what have the last five days as an Iowa fan meant to you? A uh, good time of refreshment and refocusing of priorities. I am now a strong St. Peter's Peacocks fan. Yep. Uh-huh. Completely. In all sports. Um, Do they have any sports besides men's basketball? I don't know, but still <laughs> pulling hard for the peacocks and everything um they are the best team left in college basketball either men's or women's so can't argue that will call me bandwagon bandwagon will i we also need to get some of your opinions on this you've been here as well um you have listen to us yell at the tv time and time again what are your thoughts from uh we'll just say a tumultuous weekend yeah. in iowa sports you could say that you could say that yeah it was not great uh thankfully thankfully iowa had some cover on the men's side and also a little bit on the women's side because baylor also lost in the women's and they were also two seed let's go they also lost to a 10 seed as well so they, Iowa, Iowa was not the only high seed to lose yesterday for women's, and Iowa's basketball, the men's team got uh, a lot of coverage from Kentucky, but overall, uh, Kentucky lost to a good team though. Yeah, St. Peter's fan here. Yeah, yes, what he's saying. Um, but 
It was a a horrible experience to watch Co- or uh, Fran do the worst coaching job I've seen in a long time. Uh, in that um, in that Richmond game, and then uh, Caitlin Clark and Monica, Monica Sonano had no help in the first like three quarters of their game, and that kind of really hurt. And then Caitlin was even help after that. And then they just bricked all their shots, both of them, like literally them and everyone else on the team everyone just bricked, bricked all their yeah. shots yeah. in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, they got up by four. The Iowa women's team got up by four. Yep. I yeah, thought it was over. I thought it was over. I was like, okay, there's no way that they choked this. And then they just didn't make any shots the entire rest of the game. Like I they might have actually made like, but like basically for the rest of the game, they just bricked every single shot that they took. Also, including like a bunch of like kind of point blank shots from Sonano, which she mm-hmm. like never misses. Mm-hmm. And so. Also, shout out the rest for calling zero fouls that whole game. Either way, shout out officials across the country yeah, for being horrible it was at their jobs. Not a good weekend. And the rest were pretty bad this whole weekend, honestly. Like that that didn't cost Iowa against Richmond and. It shouldn't have cost them against uh, Creighton, but uh, well, I mean, it could have cost them both times, like because refs were pretty bad at the very end of the game for mm-hmm. both those games, uh, and throughout the whole game for the Iowa Creighton game. But yeah, both teams really shouldn't have lost, even with the poor officiating. Okay, boom! Silver lining here that I just thought of. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. In the basketball, little brother got done. That is not a silver lining. What did you say? Hey, they beat Wisconsin though. So that is a silver line. We already talked about that. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't here for that though. No, we, we know. We, um, yeah, we said we'll probably never cheer for them again, but here we are. We were Iowa State fans for one game. Yeah, I can't stand Wisconsin's basketball program and like their team this year, especially. And so I didn't yeah. I didn't realize <clears throat> I didn't realize how much I hated watching Wisconsin play until the round of sixty-four. When I watch, I can't remember who they played, but whoever they played, just yeah, they're the most, probably the most infuriating basketball team to watch in the world, if not the most. One of them. Yeah, they're uh, not a lot of fun, but it was it was super satisfying to watch Brad Davison and Johnny Davis airball a bunch of shots to to end their like season and careers and stuff, and then like Brad Davison, especially Brad. Davison. Um, Brad Davison, like yelling for the refs to review an out of bounds play that was clearly off of him in which he also like elbowed a dude in the yeah. throat. Um, <laughs> Hey, he, he goes hard. The, the fish or not the official, the announcers in that game, they loved them some Wisconsin. Like it was like every single time Brad Davison did something, it was like, sensational or incredible like or a magnificent pass by brad davison on a basic bounce pass across the lane for an open layup and it's they just also like kind of did that to J-Bo a little bit too, though. well okay yeah that's fine because i don't like jabo we can just like lump bad bad announcing all in together um but uh it was it was pretty fun to fun to watch them lose even i it was a no-win situation once we got the Wisconsin-Iowa State matchup. Yeah. But I will take the lesser of two evils, and it is the Iowa State basketball program. Who knew, honestly? Yeah, well, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't dislike their basketball program as much now. 
yeah as as i maybe once did part of it is because they literally won two games last year and so like they just don't seem that threatening but they beat uh, us this year they did beat us this year and who knows maybe they this is the start of a dynasty for them again um but a dynasty of one year like their football team but anyway silver lining that i was going to point out longer than so people were clowning on iowa and kentucky because both are both men's and women's teams for both schools lost mm-hmm. um, early in their tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, bigger loser is Baylor. Yeah. Because their women's team was a two seed and their mm-hmm. men's team was a one seed and yep. neither of them made the Sweet 16 in either of their tournaments. Yep. Could you imagine? Dude, Baylor <laughs> can't. Baylor almost came back from 25 down with their men's team, but then they blew it in overtime. Yeah, they uh, also had like a super unimpressive twenty-five point comeback. As as like crazy as that sounds, like they just missed a ton of shots. But North Carolina was just so bad in bounding the ball that they just kept getting chance and chance again. I think at one point I saw they took like forty shots in like the second half or something like that. Wow. Baylor did. Wow. And like North Carolina had taken like. 18 or something like that like they yeah. turned the ball over like 100 times it was so bad it was it was like a horrendously played basketball game but it was exciting and so people thought it was a great game um that's a that's a take just because the game is close we had this with the nfl this year yeah because the game is close doesn't mean it's a good game yes yeah it's exciting that doesn't mean it's a good game that doesn't mean the team's played well mm-hmm. just means the game was close yep um iowa plays a uh, iowa football plays tons of close games yes. and i would argue almost none of them are good games correct and so um just because a game is close doesn't mean it's an incredible game people need to stop saying that like yep. this game is insane no wisconsin and iowa state just can't make any shots that doesn't mean this is a great game like, like they didn't say they didn't say the richmond game i guess i was a great game like that's another close game that was just not a good game to watch horrendous mm-hmm. It's that like those are those happen elsewhere, but people seem to think that those are good games somehow. So it's not good. It's not good. If if just because the game is close doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Uh, just watch the Iowa Richmond game from whenever or don't. Or don't. Yeah, probably. Don't. It was a <clears throat> horrible. Yeah, to break it down for anyone who didn't watch it. Basically, Iowa had to play their worst possible game to lose that game because Richmond is not very good. And Iowa did play their probably their worst game. And on top of that, Keegan Murray like hurt his ankle. And so he was less than 100 percent. And the rest of Iowa played their about their worst game possible. And I was still almost one like. That's how like lopsided that game should, should have been. Yes. Is if I would have played okay, mm-hmm. they probably would have won that game by 10, 15, 20 yes. points. Yeah, absolutely. But they played horrendous. Yep. They shot, what was it? Like 20% from three. Uh Keegan Murray didn't get the ball for like almost the entire second half. Um, yeah. we got to watch. Uh, Connor McCaffrey taking some 30 foot threes instead of watching Keegan Murray go to work. Mm -hmm. And it was just sensational. 
We left J-Bo in in a game that he was not well-suited to play a lot of minutes in. And it was just wonderful. It was just a super not, like, frustrating or aggravating game. And especially it's not any more frustrating because Richmond literally lost by, like, 40 the next round to Providence. Another not that good of a team. Definitely, like, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter about how all that went down. We're not. We're not. Bitter. I'm not bitter. I, I, stop, I assure you. Stop thinking we are. We're, we're definitely not. I'm definitely not bitter. Definitely not about bitter. That. Come on, no. guys. I'm bitter. <laughs> we're just disappointed enough to say it. He, yeah, he'll, he'll admit it. It's a horrible game. Fran coached so bad and was not willing to change lineups to what would actually work. Evergreen to adjust their adjust their play style at all to uh, hurt prop or hurt Rock Richmond where they needed to be hurt, um, which was in the post because Keegan and Chris, well, Chris didn't really play that well, but like if Chris was on the post with like a, one of their smaller forwards on them, Chris could also take their post to town. Um, Keegan definitely could even playing with half a leg. Um, so I, it was just, it was just a, a poorly coached game. At the end of the game, the officials didn't do Iowa any favors by missing like six straight fouls on Richmond. Um, overall, just a bad experience. Josh, as a Saint, as a lifelong St. Peter's fan, um, what were your thoughts on the Iowa Richmond basketball game? I took a nap during the second half because good call. Sounds like me. Um, after like two two or three minutes in. It just what it didn't really apply to my life anymore. I had already fully committed to St. Peter's. Yeah. At that point, even though they had they had beat they hadn't even played Kentucky yet. Yeah. yeah. No, that that St. Peter's game ended up like I was cheering louder during that game yeah, than real. I was at any point during the Iowa yeah. game. A lot of that is because St. Peter's actually gave you a reason to cheer. Mm-hmm um as opposed to Iowa but like I was also rooting I was rooting for the PR cover that you that Kentucky losing to St. Peter's would provide for Iowa so that I wouldn't have to hear just exclusively about Iowa losing to Richmond like all the time for the next three days yes um there'd be a little bit of a balance at least well there yeah because I mean Kentucky's a bigger program you know and they were a higher seed Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and so shout out. Yeah. Like, as, as we, we have said, shout out to St. Peter's for blunting that a little bit because um, it wasn't great. Also on top of that too, the, the rest of the big 10, not oh, doing not great good. in the tournament. No. And so I would just kind of gets lumped in with the big 10 yeah. as opposed to, and then it's okay. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, I don't think necessarily that they've like super underperformed cause they just mm-hmm. had a lot of like lower seed Mm-hmm. teams like yeah. Rutgers like yeah. they weren't really supposed to do anything in the tournament yeah. um Rutgers Indiana you know Ohio State they won a game they lost to Villanova that that was that was what was supposed to happen yeah. Illinois should have lost both of the games that they played mm-hmm. so I guess like you could cite Iowa and Illinois as like two big underperformers because yeah. like Illinois should have definitely lost their first game. Well, Wisconsin, they also lost to Illinois. They don't. They don't even count. I mean, like, <laughs> they 
They don't even count. Who? Nobody thought they were going to do anything. We're, ha- we're happy that they lost. I am so, happy they lost. Yeah, they playing a home game against an 11 seed and they still lost. Absolutely atrocious. Like what a what a joke that Wisconsin got to play. Like they got the e- one of the easier draws in I, for a three seed, especially I would think, because they. I mean, they literally are playing basically a home game because their their first two games were in Milwaukee, which is you know a whopping six and a half feet away from Wisconsin's campus. Um, and they got to play their first game against a toothpaste company um, <laughs> with guys with a total complexion mm-hmm. on the team that resembled what happens to your teeth when you use Colgate. I'll just say I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it there. They were uh, well brushed. They, they were, were well sparkling. brushed. They were sparkling. That was, I mean, they looked like a they looked like a low seed in the tournament. Yeah. I'll I'll just like and they played like it. No, I mean it's not just that they looked like they just didn't like they weren't really that good of a team. Yeah. Um, as weird as it said is to say, they might have been overseeded for a 14 seed. <laughs> um but right no i mean you look at st peter's and you look at colgate like i'm taking st peter's to win that ten thousand times out of ten thousand um not just because st peter's is a juggernaut but uh, the physicality (laughs) that they bring yeah right not just but they did that and then they got to play the winner of a team that had lost like nine out of its last like 12 or something games in Iowa State or or a team that literally just fired their coach yeah. and so you know they basically had a buy into the sweet 16 and they still couldn't. and they still couldn't even beat it they couldn't even beat a team that barely scored over 50 points yesterday and Johnny Davis fraud big 10 player of the year um goes four of 17 or I think it was four of 15. I don't like just missed like every big shot down the stretch. Um, He made like a layup one time Mm -hmm. and the announcers were like, what an incredible play. You've got to get the ball to Johnny Davis every single time down the court. And then he just like turned the ball over and missed shots like for the next like six possessions in a row. Fraud. He's a fraud. Brad Davison go sell insurance because that's the only thing you'll ever go pro in. Um. Jordan Bohannon, yeah, I, I mean, we could we can go on, we can do a little Jordan Bohannon talk. Oh I mean, boy, just awful because <laughs> he shot horrendously bad, and he is not nearly athletic enough to play on anyone who has some semblance of athleticism, and so he got cooked so hard in the in the Richmond game, and as a result, that put like Philip Rabracha on an island because he's. He's a slow, tall, slow white guy versus a fast guard and a post. And he's guarding two people at once because J-Bo is just not there. And so as a result, Philip got cooked sometimes on a pick and roll. They also cooked us on a lot of back cuts, which would just like our defenders just decided not to play defense for some for like five seconds, which was weird. Yeah. So I watched like three Richmond game like highlights and stuff like that. And I could have told you basically what kind of offense they would run. And that, like, if uh, that, like, Iowa should never get beat on a backdoor cut, like, if they scouted at all in this game. And then, like, their first, like, two of their first, like, three or four baskets were off backdoor cuts. And I was like, all right, 
we didn't prep for this game at all. Well, okay. I, either we did, or like, it's the classic Fran teams with just absolutely horrendous defensive awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, that, that was, that was on full display, except for the fact that like Richmond wasn't even good enough to score that much either. Yeah. We just, they're because they're just not that good of a team and I was still find a way to lose them. And I'm mad and I hate basketball. <laughs> At least we have the silver lining of Kentucky losing to St. Peter's and Wisconsin losing basically a bye in the Sweet 16. So yeah, that's true. That was that was that um, was great. Other silver lining. Yep. Jabo officially he can't come back anymore. Nope. He's gone for us. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Try as he might. Heading heading to a life as a full-time podcaster. Yep. I mean, I if that was what we were heading towards, that'd be great. But for him, I don't know. I'm sure that like the Jordan Bohannon um, podcast definitely isn't like driven largely by the fact that he's a current athlete and has yeah. like inside information about stuff like that. No. No, 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 no. No. But uh shout out jordan for your freshman season you were you were very good in your freshman season and then the next seven years you were here uh not as much but uh we had a few had a few fun games um i will not miss watching you get cooked on the defensive end every single game we play yeah he's gonna podcast about our podcast podcasting about him now that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, you're right. I'll go on the pod. I'll. I'll we'll, we'll hash we'll, it out. We'll be relevant. I people, if you're listening, sponsor us. I one on one basketball off. We get to put our best player against him, and then we'll see who wins. And I, then whoever wins, uh, the other person has to only promo the other person's podcast for free all the time. Wow. Wow. I have played basketball against Jordan Bohannon before. I'm so. pretty sure all three out of the four of us, I'll let you guys decide who yep. who the who the one is. Probably could probably cook Jordan Bohannon <laughs> on the shooting end. And then maybe four out of four of us could cook him on the defensive end, honestly. Oh. Like play better yeah. defense than he could. Well. Yeah. I was a big fan of Jordan Bohannon his first year, and then mm-hmm. I like progressively disliked him more and more each year. Um, for basketball and non-basketball reasons, I guess is a quick way to describe it. But um, I don't know. Like it, he helped to like inject energy back into the program after they lost a lot and the fr- his freshman year was super exciting even though they weren't like a an incredible team they were still really fun but every year after that I feel like I was underwhelmed by his he didn't really develop at all he was kind of the same guy the whole time and honestly got like worse shooting the ball which is kind of the only thing that yeah he did I mean he was also a good passer but like the shooting was kind of like the main reason he was ever on the court. And so like the fact that he kept getting worse at that. Yeah. Just made him a player, but what were you going to say, Josh? Nothing. Oh, okay. Looked like you had something to say, but I mean, I can talk. 
Go for it. All right. Um, should are we gonna move on to something else? Or are we still talking about Iowa? I, I I don't care if you feel like like air air the grievances now. We're just kind of no. like mm-hmm. it's just kind of vent session. Mm-hmm. Like we there's no structure here. It's just like hey, I have been hurt by Iowa athletics. Here's how. Mm-hmm. But exactly. but if you want complaint but if, box yes complaint mm-hmm. box literally every single Iowa sport. Um, but if you want to transition us into something else, I am, I am fully willing to, if, if that's where we're going, but. So I was going to talk about like next year or like NBA draft prospects of the tournament so far. Okay. Go for it. Yep. Um, Jabari Smith saying he might actually come back to Auburn next year. No, um, What's his name? Paolo Boncaro, changing my mind about him. Oh, Josh is on the Paolo train. Let's go. No, I'll say he – I watched the first half and what I saw of him, I thought he played really well. I think he's good. I don't know if I'd say he's like LeBron or Michael level, but I think he's probably one of the best prospects in the draft. Pretty high bar. Pretty high bar. Yeah. One, two. Um, well, what? I don't, I, I had to compare him to a, to one, and then whatever rank LeBron is, as far as like Grace Yeah, Brown, better so. than one or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. What's I your saw, chat? What did you watch? Chat. I did, and he is about exactly who I thought he was. Like last time I saw him, and going into the season, he's just long yep that's it he's just long that's chet Holmes. he's long he's skinny um he's played basketball before you can tell that yeah dang there you go i don't know he didn't nothing jumped out like he took a i can't remember what it was it was either like a really dumb foul or like he oh yeah it was a flop he got a flop warning in their game um, which was actually kind of a smart play. But, like, that's literally the only thing that impressed me is, like, the fact that he – Special. For some reason made something as, like, pointless as a flop be kind of a smart idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I, I could be getting that mixed up with something else too. But, um, yeah, that's my only takeaway from Chet. I don't think he – I don't really know who else would like knock him down out of the top 10 picks, but I don't think he's necessarily like a top 10 pick caliber player. Um, I don't know. Any other prospects catch your eye besides those three, those big three? Um, I think what's his name from St. Peter's, the, the whole starting lineup should be, um, in contention for at least some level of draft pick. Yep. If not the whole roster. So, no, yeah, no arguments here. Yeah. Um, what's his name? There was a big guy on some team. That's who it is, I think. It's either – I'm trying to think. It's either Jalen Duran or Kobe Coburn. It might be both. That I think should definitely be drafted, could potentially be first-round picks. 
I mean, Duran's definitely going to be a first-round pick. So. Yeah, because he's like – if he can not – I think it's the same thing with Kofi. Like, if they can stay out of foul trouble, they're pretty, like, dominant. And Duran's more athletic than Kofi. Although Kofi's, like, definitely, I'd say, stronger at this point, at least. Yeah, they're both really good, though. I'm from yeah. watching them, when I watched them, they both played really well. And I think Duran being in foul trouble, I think he fouled out. But him being out so much in their game with um, Gonzaga was the reason why they lost. Yeah. yeah Duran so, is like a year – like he's a freshman, but he's like a year younger because he reclassified. So he's like 18, whereas like Kofi is like 22 or something like that. So yeah. like there's, there's an age gap there too. Mm-hmm. Well, I was say Jalen Duran at 18. He's kind of like Braylon Allen, but better. Because he yeah, can like, actually go. Yeah. It, for the people who don't watch football, Braylon Allen was um like the 17-year-old Wisconsin running back that came in half of the season and absolutely tore it up. And cooked Iowa's defense for like 150 yards. Go Hawks. Yeah. I'm going to talk about but, Iowa, please. I'm too hurt. Will's crying right now. Josh, could we please stop bringing that that university up? Okay. Well, I mean, Wisconsin's football team isn't as, like, bad as Wisconsin's basketball team or as, like, annoying. But, I mean, they still, like, destroy it. Will's talking about Iowa, not Wisconsin. Okay. I'll stop talking about Iowa because the next guy I was going to talk about was Keegan, but – Oh, okay. Give give us give us a couple a few sentences, a few thoughts on Keegan. Um, NBA teams don't be stupid and let the Richmond game change your mind about Keegan and where he should be drafted. Um, he wasn't the reason why he looked bad. He's still one of the I'd say one of the top ten players in the draft for sure. Um, especially if Jabari doesn't go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love like I think I think it's hilarious that people are like Keegan was so bad in that game when he scored like twenty one points on like fifty percent shooting on an injured ankle. Mm-hmm. I just think that that's like, and, like no, like pretty hilarious, honestly, because like You're better than Friday. Yeah, I know. I mean, like it wasn't like his best game, mm-hmm. obviously, but like points is a down now. So you're a pretty good player. Do we want to talk about um, actual bad games in, like, the top players in women's basketball this last couple of days? Because – I mean, you can throw it out there. Yeah. Go for it. Um, both the top two front runners for player of the year, Aaliyah Boston and Caitlin Clark, both did not have the most, like, enamored stat line in the world this last or yesterday um boston didn't score 10 points until like the last minute of the game um par for the course and um caitlin clark although she almost had a triple double had like a um like a lifetime low 15 points which is a good game for pretty much anyone else but again lifetime low for her she's never scored less um so, a little bit of an off week for top tier 
women's basketball players, but yeah. I mean, you could say the same thing about at least you could say the same thing about men's because I mean, like yeah. a lot of the top like player of the year candidates are mm-hmm. all out of the tournament now. You got she, you know, she boy well, was lucky. No, she had like 30 and 15. Like he was not, he was not the problem. He was not pretty good, no. No, but I mean, the same thing with Keegan, like Keegan was not the problem for Iowa either. Yeah. Um, now, if you want to talk about a player of the year candidate who's still in the tournament, Drew Timmy. Oh. <laughs> Will's favorite guy. <laughs> First of all, Josh continues to talk about the team, or Will doesn't want to hear about yeah. anymore. Now he's bringing Drew Timmy into this. Might as well, you might as well say Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in the NFL. Oh, I won't go that far, but yeah. yeah. Drew Timmy, um, I would say guy that I like that's going to be an NBA prospect as well. He had a huge game last night. Benedict Matherin from mm-hmm. Arizona. Yeah. Kind of a, I don't know, like a like a wing scoring guy. Had like 30 mm-hmm. points, though. Hit a huge three to tie the game for them. Uh, and then they ended up winning in overtime against yeah. TCU. Um. Yeah, he's he's really good. I, I mean, like, I don't – he's pretty one-dimensional. Like, he can really only score. That's kind of all he does. But – That's all he needs. But he's good at it. And so, mm-hmm. like, he's definitely – I think he's moving up some draft boards. Um, Jaden Ivey's really good. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, big-time talents that are still in that we haven't talked about yet. Like, Ivy, Jaden Ivey and Purdue still in it. Brad he's, Davidson. Yeah, Brad Davidson, lottery pick. Um, and still in it. And still in it, yeah. Lottery pick as in he picks up lottery cards because that's all he can afford. Yeah. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Well, you only really – dang, Will. Hey, player that – another player that changed my mind about them this week was Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. I hadn't watched – I hadn't really watched Michigan at any point this season. Um, and I don't know, just the fact that they weren't good for some reason made me dislike Hunter Dickinson as a player. And then I got back to watching them, I think yesterday or whenever the last game was, <clears throat> and he was actually good, an actually good big man, which I'm not used to seeing watching Iowa. Um, well, so respect to big yeah. man Hunter Dickinson and you have, Bro- we haven't uh-huh. had like an elite big man in like one year, yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm not used to it this year, though. <laughs> Can't wait till next year when it's like, dude, I, I was watching this guy. He's like a national player of the year candidate. I mean, what's that like? Like, <laughs> We haven't had one in like six months. <laughs> We're not used to having national players of the year at Iowa. What's it like to have a national player of the year four years in a row? Iowa wouldn't know. Like... We only know what it's like to have three. True. Oh, it's so funny. Um, just kidding. Chris Murray's going to go off next year. Um, yeah. Well, if he what if Keegan stays? Vowels, oh, I just pulled him. 
Yeah, Keegan's not staying. He shouldn't. Well, okay, I can't say for sure, but he's I'm fairly confident that he's not staying and he definitely shouldn't stay. Bro, go get that bread. Get out of here. People go, are go somewhere where your coach won't choke away any chance you have at like being a player of the year. Like, so don't so go, don't go go to the NBA and actually like thrive. So don't go to the Bulls. Well get drafted by the Bulls. We'll get the next of the year. Yeah. Dude, the, same with the Hawks when the Hawks blew it. If Keegan Murray got drafted by the Bulls, I would be I'd be happy, but ecstatic. But like at the same time, like really, unless the Bulls like trade it up or something like that. Um there's like no way that that would happen. Either that like Keegan would have to like fall so far for that to happen, even though the Bulls are starting to choke and they might have a higher draft pick than I thought they would. Um but that'd be awesome because they could like definitely use like people have compared him to like I don't know if Patrick Williams is really like a great comparison because Keegan's like a way better offensive player. Um, but he might not, I don't know. People people are like pretty high on Keegan as like yeah. a player. Like he might be like a top five guy. Yeah. And he will not get any higher than that next no. year. I'm just telling you right now, the NBA loves potential and yeah. they're gonna have Next year's draft class is pretty loaded with like guys that'll be draft eligible for the first time, mm-hmm. and so even if he came back and just destroyed the year, you know, the whole you know the country again, yeah, he wouldn't improve his draft stock. So like, the, he, there's really only downside there. Yeah, and so he should definitely go now. Um, hopefully, he doesn't get drafted by the Kings. Oof. Our team goes I routinely teams. forget that they exist yeah. as a team. But uh, anyway, it'll be nice to see him in the NBA next year. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Um, I, I My guess is Chris is probably going to come back mm-hmm. at this point, I would say. Although, Chris, I do think if he went, would get drafted. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Probably like a late, like a second round mm-hmm. flyer. Just because he's his Keegan's brother. He's Keegan's twin brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's been good. No, he's good. Like he he's has just a not, lot of potential. I would yeah. but I think, but I think he is kind of on the same track where it's like he wants he he would he would benefit from coming back and having a more mm-hmm. central role on mm-hmm. this team next year. Kind of the same track as what Keegan did last year to this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Maybe he'll be the national player of the year guy next year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Peyton Sanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. Spicy P. Oh. That's spicy. We're not calling him that. I'm, I'm calling him that. <laughs> spicy P. That is a hilarious nickname. I'm all in. Uh, or or Gundelay. It's one of those three. The big three of Spicy P, Chris Murray, and the Big O down low. The Big O down low. This sounds like a terrible like jazz band or something. <laughs> Spicy P, Chris Murray, and the Big O down low. We just need, we need just Chris Murray. We need the Big O to just do conditioning and so we can have him. Yeah, he um, needs a little. Yeah. They need to. They need to put Josh Agundale on the Tony Cassiope body transformation Dude, plan. Whole, whole, whole. Bro, could you imagine a swole Josh Agundale? 
I dude, the the Big Ten isn't ready for that. Yeah, like Purdue wasn't ready for it. Purdue wasn't ready for not swole Josh Agunle. <laughs> like, bro, Kale Swanigan was weak. Swole Josh Agunle. Like, yeah. I mean, that's that that's another top ten pick right there. Oh yeah. You get a year. I mean, I like it's like. Joel Embiid is Josh Agundale, swole Josh Agundale light, is what I would say. Like, I mean, I saw that jump shot, that jump shot from Josh Agundale from the elbow in the Big Ten championship game. I mean, that's that translates to a clear 38% three point shooter at the NBA level. So, I mean, it's and that's just the that's that's baseline. Mm -hmm. Like, he walks in a top 10 three-point shooter in the NBA with that jumper. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's only upside from there. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot to look forward to for the Hawks next year with that dynamic trio maybe coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Watch it, like, now, like, Chris is going to go – Chris is going to go to the NBA, Mm -hmm. and then Josh Agundale is going to transfer. And then then it's just going to be – Spicy P. Spicy P running pick and roll with Philip Rabracha <laughs> and Connor McCaffrey and Patrick McCaffrey in the corners with Fran's wife as the other player on the court. Like, <laughs> hey, we saw Tony. And, oh, what's his name? No, I was, yeah. So, not Aaron Ulis. I would say as of right now, I anticipate that one of, they may not, they may not. Mm-hmm. I would make sense, though. I don't want it to happen, but it may happen that one of Tucson or Ulysses is probably going to transfer. Yeah. For more playing time, because <laughs> one of them is going to be getting a lot of the minutes at the point guard spot, and then also Iowa is bringing in a point guard recruit that is allegedly going to be challenging for playing time right off the bat. Nice. What's his name? What's his name? Desante Bowen. Okay. That's Desante uh, Bowen. That's cool. Yeah. I need to look, review a little bit more of his, like, film to form, formulate, like, my full opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Is like, he the next player of the year? Was he what? Is he the next player of the year? He could be. He very much could be. Mm-hmm. He might maybe right after Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris and then Big O down low. Spicy mm-hmm. And then DeSanto Bowen, his redshirt senior year. Yes. Um, the big O down low, I feel like should make a shirt. Yeah, I, I think you should. I think you could sell it for quite a bit in Iowa City. Yeah. yeah we could just go stand at the and we'll obviously give all the proceeds to him because we're fans of NIL. Yeah, big fan of NIL. Yes. Yeah. Pro player podcast. But is it really NIL if it's, uh, if it's us it's, making money yeah, off of him, if, like, yeah. But if we coined his own name for him, right? That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah, us money, well, we just we don't even have to put a picture of him on it. We just say the big the O big down, o down low. low, and yeah. that could be anyone. It could, yeah. That could be. Yeah. Joe Toussaint. Yeah. He could has be Rebracha, an his Joe, Philip Rebracha, I think is number zero. Oh, so okay. You can think, the big you know, O. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we yeah. have to pay all of them now. No, I think I think if you they if have you to pay all of us. You don't have to pay any of them. Okay, if it's that's it's good. it's got to be just one. Yes. So right. that's why, like, in the future, like, if you just put like a, if you like, 
Hawk, I have in here an- another idea for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just put like two pictures yeah of like and i of like athletes from iowa you don't have to pay either of them oh that's true that's true then you can capitalize off of two different people and steal all of their you know like name and image and likeness uh rather than just one yeah and no one can do anything about it yeah that's good that's yep so all of you entrepreneurs out there um that's the rule Mm -hmm. um don't steal a person's image steal two people's images Mm -hmm. and then put them together and then you don't have to pay either of them yeah exactly it cancels out exactly exactly Um, so anyways any other any other thoughts on on basketball or anything at the moment any other any other questions that we want to pose moving forward? Just, you know, as we're looking forward, because obviously all three of, you know, Iowa, the men's, women's basketball teams and the wrestling team, all their seasons are done. Anybody yes. have any questions or thoughts about the future of any of those programs? Will I ever get to enjoy a sport again? No. Yeah. Probably. An because, Iowa sport. Yeah. Oh, I was say Iowa sport now. I was going to say yes, because we have a much more interesting sport to talk about. That's true. Yes, and we will That's talk true. about it. Yeah. Coming up. Before we talk about that sport, though, yeah. any any last thoughts on just Iowa, mm-hmm. the the unholy trinity that we had this week? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed because I feel like our women's team isn't. No, we'll stop. Never mind. We'll still have Keelan Park for like three years. We're good. We're all right. Yeah. We're yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah, she's still really good. So. Yeah. 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 She's um, not going to win the player of the year, though, for the next three years, though, because no one ever wants her to win it, even though she plays well, at an insanely high level pretty much constantly, except for like, yeah. She's a triple double. But no, oh, here's the thing. Aliyah Boston is the player of the year because ESPN said so. That's true. Yep. And that's it. They did say she was the front runner during her game when she had scored like two points and gotten got like two fouls already. About Aliyah Boston? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she she's I mean, she was cooking. She already had two points. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, she, she did end up with like 16 rebounds, which is pretty uh, good. That's, I mean, that's impressive, especially impressive considering the fact that you're half a foot taller than everyone else on the court. Yeah, half of them she probably just threw up against the backboard to herself anyway. <laughs> this is a, this is a pour the hate on Aaliyah Boston. And uh, Johnny, not Johnny player Davis. of the year in my book. Yeah, podcast. Yeah, honest, honestly though, she might not actually be the best player on her team. I this is this is that was a thing that I've been saying. I don't even think she, I don't know if she's even the best player on her team. No, she's because like she's good. Obviously, she's good, but like she got outplayed by the other big, the other big girl on her team against Miami yesterday. So count me not surprised. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. And that's... I know this is one game, but makes you think, makes you wonder. I guess really quick before we we pivot into the our last sport topic, um, anybody have any thoughts on the remaining field in the men's tournament 
Any anyone have any thoughts on who's gonna who they think is gonna win it? I don't St. Peter's. Have, I don't even know who's left because all Rock, shot, peacock. supposedly yeah. are gone except for Duke, and I don't want Duke to win. So I mean, Gonzaga is okay, still there. Okay, Gonzaga can win. That's fine with me. Yeah, Gonzaga, Duke, or uh, Texas Tech, Arkansas, um, or one region, North Carolina, UCLA, Purdue, and St. Peter's. In North- know who's gonna be on that one. Yep. Easy, Purdue, easy Gonzaga. There we go. Purdue and Gonzaga in the Purdue's not going to make it out of their own region. The same side, so. Oh, you just I thought yeah. you. Nope, I was I was, sides, and then so. the other, and then the other side is Arizona, Houston, Michigan, Villanova, Kansas, Providence, and then Iowa State, Miami. Mm. Arizona's good too. Arizona is good. I think it's going to be whoever out of the West versus Arizona in the championship. Yeah, I would say that's a that's a pretty fair. That that seems reasonable. I'm okay I think, with that. I think the West has three teams that are that could win the championship in theory. And Gonzaga, Duke, and Texas Tech. I can see all three of them. Yeah. Tech is really good at defense. Like they play really good defense. Only three. Um, they also can be very very mediocre on offense. And so like that's why I wouldn't be like. Well, that's why they're they're the lowest seed of those three. Mm-hmm. But um, Coach K is going to do it. Yeah, you think we're yeah. not reliable sources though because all of our brackets were terrible. Yeah, yeah I'm still hanging around this country. But I had be our collective one, but our so our collective one, the uh, Monday Night Live madness. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was so mad that it just might work, but mm-hmm. it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And it's far and away the worst bracket. Yes. Next um, year, we'll try to get even a little more wild. Yeah. Spoiler alert, 16 seeds to win is not, or usually doesn't work out well for you. Just bracket. back to the drawing board well, next yeah, year. Yeah, but like a lot of the top seeds aren't in it. We just picked the wrong people to beat them. Yeah, three, yeah. Of, the, uh, three of the one seeds are still in it. Oh, okay. And the one that's not in it is the one that we it's picked the to win the that, championship. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll, uh, that's in work. We will fine tune this and get yeah. back to you next year. But, you know the thing about science is you just keep yeah you keep right. refining right. it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? Newton yeah. didn't invent gravity on the first try. That's absolutely or, true. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. So, yeah, college basketball it's going on, mm-hmm. um, but it's so hollow for mm-hmm. us non-St. Peter's fans yes um but we're moving on and we'll, i guess might as well now let's talk about something that's uplifting mm-hmm. okay. a sport that we love all right a sport that doesn't let us down yeah baseball no, no they're, they're bad no one cares yeah. that's baseball um the players didn't respect themselves enough no they didn't i'm a pro respect yourself pod. this is a pro respect yourself podcast and the players sold themselves out for some money when they could have got it all. Yeah, and exactly. I think that's disgusting. Yeah, and they should revisit that as soon as possible, and maybe boycott the rest of the season. Yeah, but that's that's another topic. Let's talk about a sport that had its first week this weekend. Formula One. Woo! Taylor. Broom broom. Do you want to take it away? Welcome back 
fans. I know you were all waiting. It was a long break. It's time for the F1 minute. Lights out and away we go. Uh, we're all F1 fans now, so uh, I won't talk. I won't do all the talking, but uh, it was a pretty electric start to the season. I had a good time. Uh, we're doing F1 fantasy now. No one cares about our fantasy team, but I'm excited. Yeah, if you, I guess if you are, if you're interested in, I think I don't, I think we could still add teams to our league. Yeah, uh, if you were interested. I guess you could leave a comment and if you left, if yes. we had enough interest, I could, I could post a, yeah, we'll let you in an, an invite code. Yes. But uh, anyway, it was in Bahrain season over Bahrain. This was the first real chance we got to see how the cars would actually look racing against each other. And boy, Oh boy, do we have a pretty clear front runner at least for the moment. Um, and also some surprising back of the pack chumps, we could say. Mm. Anyway, Quali, let's just start there. First pole position, Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari. Yeah. Um, kind of just ran away with it the whole weekend in Quali, was pretty much always the fastest. Um, second, last year's world drivers champion max Verstappen in the red bull and then the other uh ferrari smooth operator carlos science uh the other red bull checo perez sergio perez and then in fifth place lewis hamilton and you're saying well what and i say i know are they bottling that is formula one talk for are they doing very badly this year or are they sandbagging which is Formula One talk for, are they pretending to be bad so that when they get to the race, they can just zoom past everybody and be like, ha ha. They can surprise people. Yes, yeah. It turns out maybe a little bit of both, who knows. In the other Mercedes, this year, it's a new driver, George Russell, formerly on Williams. He qualified in ninth place, which is not good if you're a Mercedes. It's also not good when the driver that they fired last year from Mercedes, Valtteri Bottas, in the Alfa Romeo, qualifies three positions ahead of you, that has to sting. Yeah. So this anyway, uh, another notable quality position, seventh place. Listen up, folks. It's a Haas. Kevin Magnuson back in the Haas after you know some some situations in the world yep. led to the former uh other person on Haas Nikita Mazepin Nikita Mazepin yep. as we like to say uh was cut from the team due to uh his some, country invading some, another country yeah 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 so, but Haas still cashed in and all that delicious delicious uh russian fertilizer brand money to get a fast car this year let's go so Haas Haas, check in the top 10 Haas check in the top 10 will they stay in the top 10 at yes. the end of the race don't want to give too I'm much away but they will well that too wait so Haas is real Haas is real baby 
Well, I, well, I have well, some other well, stats for you they later. Were, they were in quality at least. They were at least real in quality. We haven't gotten to the race yet. Do you yeah. boys have any any thoughts on quality? It was quite a fun watch. Pretty exciting. We, we enjoyed it. The uh, the fantasy aspect of yeah. it may, adds a little bit of juice. Um, the regulation changes in as far as like budgets and stuff like yeah. that this year. Um, leveling the playing field makes yeah. it a lot more interesting when it's it not like a guaranteed Mercedes Red Bull one two. Yeah, yeah, and like some Lewis and all the time. Max or yeah. like always one two, always one two. Which I mean, it's fun to watch that, but like yeah. Um, also just like the the fact that like Haas isn't a joke anymore yes, yeah. like there's a lot more okay uh, speaking of people that are a joke yes a notable team that I have not talked about yet McLaren Mud Claren because yep. they're terrible Lando Norris qualified 13th and Daniel Ricardo now he is just getting over COVID qualified 18th that is terrible for a team that was in a in competition to be in third place last year they did not finish in third place last year but in competition last year oof oof indeed not a good look yeah so that's yeah yeah. that was quality that was quality Um, yeah levels the ferrari looked good they did from the get-go and seems like they're they're performance there mm-hmm. with in addition to some of the hype yeah made it seem like the it wasn't just going to be red bull mercedes this yeah, year. Yeah. there might be three and who mm-hmm. knows maybe there'd mm-hmm. be even more teams right fighting into that top yeah that top six spots this year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't but taylor you have a race breakdown race breakdown it's sunday morning we're at church because we're a pro god pod um Bars. Anyway, the race started at 10 East or our time. Yep. Church also, also started at 10 our time. Lights out and away we La- go. Lights out and away we go right as our, our first, you know, musical number was starting. Yep. Um, anyway, church got done. We made it back in time to watch the final like 15-ish laps. And at that point, it was Charles Leclerc, Max Verstappen, Carlos Sainz. Yep. Sergio Perez. Pretty much exactly how the qualifying went. Uh, both of the Mercedes had worked their way up to be right behind them. And guess who was up there with them, baby? Kevin Magnuson. You love to see it. Magnuson uh, driving for which team was that? Haas. The big Haas. Haas? Haas, believe it or not. So that's happening mclaren had a terrible start and then a a terrible race to continue they weren't the bottom bottom but they finished essentially at the bottom the only people that were really worse than them were nico hulkenberg who is filling in for sebastian vettel on the aston martin team and both of the williams and then it, it was just it's not a good day if you are a, a Williams and Aston Martin or a McLaren, honestly, yeah. you are at the back of the pack and yeah. you are very sad that you are far behind Haas. Somehow. Somehow. Whew. All right. First, the start of the race from what I gathered, kind of watching highlights after pretty chill. I mean, not, not much changing going on. 
Um, a couple laps in the second Haas got bumped around a little bit, spun out a little bit. Um, but really wasn't too eventful of a race. They had said uh, moments before a car did not uh, finish. They said, wow, this might be the first race we have had all the cars finish in quite a while. And so then obviously that didn't happen. Um, Pierre Gasly in the Alpha Tori, his car, his, the engine stopped, battery shut off, and then promptly burst into flames. So he quickly climbed out. They put the car out, whatever. They didn't have to red flag it, which is when all the cars go into the pits. They just brought a guy out. He sprayed it down, whatever. All Rub some dirt on Rub it. Rub some dirt on it. Um, Pull the guy out of the stands. Yeah. Hey, blow on this fire real quick. Yeah. Um, for the most part, like, it could have been worse. Pierre had a good attitude about it. He later posted, this isn't my favorite kind of Sunday barbecue, which I thought was funny. Um, and then, yeah, he didn't finish. Now, boys, was he the only car to not finish? Gents who watched, yes or no? No. 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 And guess who didn't finish with them? The Red Bulls. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe it? Max Verstappen, like five laps from the end of the race, was like, guys, my steering wheel is not working. And I don't know if you guys know this, but in a car, the steering wheel is like pretty foundational of a part. It's fairly important. It's pretty important. So he's like, guys, something's wrong. And they're like, Max, it's fine. Just keep driving. He was like, you know, censored. Uh, he swears every now and then. But Anyway, yeah, he wasn't very happy. This is a, a PG podcast. Yeah. So, you know, we don't say that anyway, so we couldn't repeat it. But, yeah, he has to retire from the race. Bum, bum, bum. And then we're all like, oh, okay, Sergio Perez is still in it. He's like, guys, the engine's dying. And all the fans are like, whoa, no. Christian Horner punches through a wall probably. Who knows? Um, it's quite an eventful last Christian few Horner, laps. The, the principal, the, the coach, essentially. Yes, essentially a coach. Yes, principal is the Red Bull or the, the Formula One term for it. Not a good day for Red Bull. Wow. So the race ended up, I'll give you the top 10. Charles Leclerc stayed in first pretty much the whole time. A couple of times Max tried to pass him. He just passed him right back. Rebel can't hang with Ferrari this year. Hoof. And then Carlos Sainz, the other Ferrari. That's a one-two for Ferrari, baby. After that, the two Mercedes, whatever. Yes. Lewis Hamilton still managed to pull out a podium, but it was kind of, you know, Mercedes found that secret kill switch that they installed in the Red Bull car and hit it at the most opportune time. And you know, he got his position. That's fine. George Russell after him. And then guess what, boys? A hoss. Kevin Magnuson, fifth place. I'm going to break down the driver's or the constructor's cup rankings for you boys. Okay. Obviously, Ferrari number one. Big year for Ferrari. Big year for Ferrari. We've been we uh we've been big Ferrari believers this year. I I was we were not big bandwagon fans. No, 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 F1, no. That is that is it's kind of like definitionally a bandwagon fan in some but ways. In our but defense, 
any if you like it's more want of like a, a team that is like competitive at all you'll be a bandwagon fan it's a, in some aspect because like it's the, more the like three or four it's more like we buy stock in this team yes, this year and yeah. this year before this race yes I, we were big ferrari we were. this is ferrari's bounce back yes, year yes and and boy is it yeah they might be the class of the field yeah we might be terrible at making brackets for basketball, yeah. but we do know a thing or two about Formula One. We know a lot about auto racing for like four months. Yep. So there you go. There's that. The world back to the constructors championship rankings. We had Ferrari. We knew that. We bought stock before the season started. Woohoo. We love a good Ferrari win. Yeah. Forza Ferrari. Yep. Um, Jake's learning Italian, so he'll be able to like be their principal next year, I think. See. Yeah. Uh, number two, Mercedes. Not a surprise. No one's surprised. Number three, strap in, boys. Haas. Haas is the number three team. Now, will they stay there yes. at the end of the year? I think they're going to move up. Any- <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't matter. Haas at any point in the year, number three in the Constructors' Cup. That is unreal. Gunter, their principal, absolutely Legend. elated. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, Haas, Haas ha- fans around the world, and especially in this house right here, yep. had a grand old day. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Haas runs F1, basically. Is what basically. Yeah. Josh. Yeah, so um, quick heads up to all you fantasy F1 players out there. Um, going into the season when I set up my – fantasy squad for the sport although no one likes to talk about no one's no one likes to hear other people talk about their fantasy teams um i picked haas as my favorite team as a joke turns out haas is good not even a joke so i just know these things somehow without knowing yeah. josh's team is ranked ninth out of 13 so <laughs> in the fantasy in the fantasy f1 yeah but he has Haas though so yeah he does have Haas big win, big win. yeah um other notable things I'll give props to all teams where props are due Valtteri Bottas came in six that's that's pretty darn good mm-hmm. uh good for him being truthfully not very far off of his Mercedes former team mm-hmm. uh Zhao Joe, it's actually Joe. pronounced like Joe. Yeah. It's like Joe, but the new driver yeah. for Alpha first, Romeo, first his Chinese first, driver, first Chinese driver, his first F1 race, yeah. and he got tenth place. He got points on his first race. Good for him. Props. Shout out. We we Come clap. On. Respect yourself. Yes. Pro pro racer pro yep. racer podcast. Yep. There you go. Also a pretty good day for Alpine. Not if you like cars that look cool, but. If you like Oof. cars that finish in the top ten, both Alpine. They're the that. they're the pink ones. Yeah. So wait, which one's the one with the Google Chrome wheels? The the Google McLaren. Chrome. That's McLaren. McLaren. They yeah. sucked. They finished yeah, so like people, pretty much all the so way. So because back. they have the Google Chrome wheels, people were mm-hmm. making jokes online. They were um photoshopping the Internet Explorer mm-hmm. um, <laughs> logo on the wheels instead of the Google Chrome. Yep. <laughs> because of how slow they were, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was hilarious um yeah people yeah mud claren mid claren yeah 
uh rough rough week it was not a good um, week their that. their ceo not their principal is zach brown yes not of um, the band yeah. but Wait. not the band not the band but, no. yeah i call him sad sack brown because um, <laughs> it's such a savage he, term. he's ill right now with how yeah, they performed i mean this week. probably should be quite yeah. frankly it was ugh. yeah R- rough week for yes for mclaren it absolutely was but but a banner week well okay yeah a strong start to a banner season for haas yeah i mean the the number two haas placed 11th which is only one position away from being the points and when you consider haas hasn't scored any points for like two years honestly that's not too bad yeah things looking up for haas they are and things are looking way up for haas fans Mm aka us us yes yeah we 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 stand haas we absolutely do yeah so thank you for the f1 minute thank you thank you all for participating i enjoyed it looking forward quite heartily looking forward to a full season yeah well next week saudi arabian grand prix have a full breakdown coming we absolutely will it's not at the same time as church this week so big time there you go there you go Sounds good. Well, that's uh, that's pretty much all we've got for the pod tonight. Um, we've been kind of just firing off takes all night, and so I figured that our takes you can kind of source out from yeah. um, all the things that we did earlier. Unless somebody has a burning take that they just have to throw out there before we wrap up the pod. I have a number of burning takes i can probably be safe for next week but give us a couple timely ones timely ones okay really quick weather update for those of y'all who want to know um this is something that you don't often hear on a podcast i thought it was a brilliant idea just like a quick talk about weather yep because that's topical yep um right now topical. i would say i it is yeah <laughs> Um, sponsored by the Miami Hurricanes. Uh-oh. So right now I have picked three cities from random spots in the United States. Portland, Oregon, Jacksonville, Florida, and Boone. No, not Boone. Iowa City, Iowa. Say, these so the middle, random. the yeah. south, east, and the northwest. Uh-huh. So all different chunks. So yeah. the whole weather of the whole country. Yep, basically. Up three cities um iowa city is right now 72 degrees and mostly sunny jacksonville florida is 69 degrees and partly cloudy and portland oregon is 48 degrees and showers so west coast is a little cold this afternoon as an entirety as you can tell by the 48 degrees in portland yeah um the east coast is a little bit a little bit chillier than normal at 69 in jacksonville um and the middle of the country a heat wave in march 72 degrees all the way up and down the entire i might call that a warm take rather than a hot whoa take, you know there weren't any 80s or 90s yeah or, oof, if only that uh, hundreds, if only so. that heat wave could have hit the iowa basketball team a couple yeah, of days honestly. ago so, and my one hot take related to sports is that we don't need to talk about football right now. 
that's that's a good take that's yeah. good take yeah. and I, we're not planning on doing yeah. that yeah. because yeah. it's basketball season it is exactly we'll talk about the football uh, when no when, yeah when the time is right and when we can actually settle the dust we can talk about football. that's a good that's a good take i felt the same thing um yeah. the nfl who cares about that right now it's not nfl season when exactly. basketball's done, NFL can can we can just get all caught up on the the news then? What difference is it going to make now? Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, yeah. good, good call, Josh. Yeah. Anybody else have any parting parting takes? If uh, we're if we're doing hot takes, uh, I'll hot just takes. throw out Pierre Gasly's car. Oof. Yep. At least momentarily yep. while it was on fire. Yep. There you go. Um, That's my take. There you go. Will you got anything to add? Will we close up the pod? Nope. I've already said my piece about Fran. So we'll got we'll got the Fran the Fran angst off his chest. Yes, because he caused. Be back here for next week when he says a little bit more. Um, Say the exact same thing. Yep. Josh, what you got for us? Really quick reminder for the fans. Um, my the two takes I mentioned earlier were St. Peter's is the best team left in basketball and Palo Banquero changed my mind. So uh, finally, you guys want to hear explanations on those? Listen to the rest of the pod again. Give us a ton of listens, a ton of views. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, once again, stealing my take. <laughs> this one just like months later, as opposed <laughs> to like, the next week. Um, with exactly. the torture take but yes. <laughs> um seems about right yeah well thank you everyone for listening uh this has been monday night live and we'll, we'll be with, back with you next week for more f1 mm-hmm. and maybe some more yeah. basketball as well and guess what i won't lose between now and then because iowa doesn't play. yeah that's fine so go hawks or not have a good week have a good week Thank you.